Hey, hey, friend, are you ready to listen in, kind of feel like a fly on the wall on a coaching session again? I love these. Today, I had the amazing privilege of speaking with Beth Ann and talking about the next steps as she has a middle schooler and looking to finish up the middle school years and then looking on to high school. We also talk, a, well, we kind of just honest have an honest conversation about how to... I don't want to say deal with, but how, how to, how as a mom, how do we go through some of those years when we have teen boys that are just not quite on board with all of the plans that we have for them? And so we just kind of openly and honestly, and a little bit raw, share a bit uh, about that. And in a way that you will walk away knowing that if you're experiencing this now or sometime in the future, you'll know you're not alone. I myself have, and you know, Beth Ann has, and she's pretty, she's pretty cool. So we're, we're in good company, even if it's just maybe three of us. No, I think it's something that uh, we all kind of encounter and she is doing an amazing job homeschooling. So it was fun to be able to spend a little bit of time encouraging her as she continues with these years. So let's, uh, let's cut in right here to this conversation. And I'm excited for you to be encouraged at the end as well. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Hello, Beth Ann. I am excited to have you here. So let's start with you giving um, a little bit of information about the age of your kiddos and how long you've been homeschooling and any kind of little bit of background you want to give give for that. Okay. So we've been homeschooling from the very beginning of our oldest beginning kindergarten or preschool age. We started just with some small things. Um, our oldest is 13 now. And then we have a 12-year-old, 10-year-old, 8-year-old, 5-year-old, and a 19-month-old. Okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, yes. So four school age kids, um, our five-year-old will start technically start school, um, this fall kindergarten. Yeah. So there's a lot going on with everybody. Yeah. 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 So you, so you have middle school now moving into high school and yes. I'm correct. Am I correct in that you guys are living internationally right now? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So where do you guys live? We live in the Netherlands right okay. now. Okay. 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 That's really cool. How long have you been there? We have been here um, two years almost. Okay. Okay. Very neat. Um, how have you found that with homeschooling? Is is it similar? Did you homeschool in the U.S. first? We've actually never homeschooled in the U.S. because okay. we've lived overseas for the past 12 years okay. um, in different countries. Um, so we've always homeschooled in a different country. And so really our daily life from country to country has stayed the same with homeschool. We don't have to, we're, we're not under the country's education laws because we are here with the um, foreign service. We still abide by the U.S. education 
um, laws and things like that. Like I report grades back to our home state and all of those things. So yeah, I, I think the only thing that we have missed in being internationally homeschooling is the community of homeschoolers is not abundant. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that, but like, what is yeah. an amazing experience you're giving your kids though? One that they wouldn't get otherwise. They've, yeah. They've had some definitely, um, you know, firsthand going to, you know, historical places. Like we recently went to Omaha beach in Normandy, France. Wow. Wow. And my son, my oldest son, who's 13 is very much um, into world war two history and, or any war history, but particularly world war two history. So that was a big, a big thing for him to be there. And, you know, of course we went to the museums and all the things too. So that's amazing. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. It just, it fascinates me when you know people are homeschooling in other countries, I mean, even different States, just how people are, are doing it. So yeah. let me ask you today, what is, again, I want to use your word problem, concern, struggle, let's say that you're experiencing right now in your homeschool. I, I think our biggest struggle is probably getting everybody to do everything every day. <laughs> <laughs> which I know is probably like humanly impossible. I think at this point I felt just come to that conclusion that that's not going to happen, but with so many kids and then so many ages and interests and different things, that's probably the biggest struggle. And then going into high school, we have been mostly focused on interest led learning. And I'm not sure how to transition that to high school credits. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like two, two kind of big things. So the first, yeah. let's, let's kind of address that with, um, feeling like, you know, just, it's a lot to get I mean, all the different grades and stuff. And what yeah. I would say is that oftentimes what we do is we compare what we're doing to the school system and in the school yeah. system, they like to expose kids to a little exposure to a lot of things. And so yeah. we get into that mindset for ourselves that we need to expose them. We didn't, we didn't, I found, found myself falling into this trap too. When I first started homeschooling and asking my daughter's friends who are still in school. So what'd you do today in English? Right, <laughs> it was kind of right. silly. Like, and I was like, oh no, we didn't do that. And now I have to do that. And I was, you know, comparing. So I would say, just watch that. You're not comparing to that. You're creating a, a, a different type of education. I mean, you were like, think about the, the field trip you just told me about. That's right, incredible. Right, most, yeah. most kids aren't going to get that experience. We'll watch it in a video <laughs> right. and not get that experience. So I would say, watch that mindset when it comes to that. And I think that will help you feel more relaxed and more confident about what you are doing, because I know that you're doing, if you, I always say like, if you want to homeschool, well, you're, you know, you're, you're going to, you, you, you have the heart to do it. It's right. going to look different than other families and that's okay. Right. So we often, you know, we're kind of scared of not exposing our kids to something that they are in the school system. So like, we're like, oh, we might not cover everything in history, everything in science, like they, like they do there. And so we're scared. We're going to miss something. They're not going to understand photosynthesis because we didn't do it right. And the, you know, the kid that's sitting in the school is, is going to understand photosynthesis. Okay, great. He might become a botanist or something, right? <laughs> you know, but your kid kind of, you know, it's good to understand these systems and, and especially, you know, when it comes to science, understanding, you know, seasons and we, and kids can understand that to a degree that is uh, appropriate for them to know. It's kind of silly. I think it's impossible to be ignorant about some things, right? Uh, just living in the world. But I would say that, remember that, you know, 
it's, you know, what, what's important to us is what we'll expose them to. And as they get older and as you're looking at your son and just, you know, kind of interest in like, what is he really interested in doing as well in high school, which we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll shift the conversation there. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like we just kind of have to shift our mindset. It's okay to dive deep into some things. Like if he really likes world war two, that's, that's great. I mean, maybe he knows just briefly what happened to world war one, but he could talk for hours about world war two. doesn't mean that he's not that, 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 that that's off. That he's yeah. you know not a good person or not a, you know right. he doesn't know he doesn't know enough so I would say keep that shift in your mind that you know they're exposing to a lot of little things and we can easily ourselves as homeschool moms fall into that or we think that we have to do the same exact thing and there's nothing wrong with diving in deep to a couple of things as opposed to knowing little bits of everything that you then forget about basically right does that kind of sure. help help yeah. help you no, okay yeah makes perfect sense and. I guess in a lot of ways, that's what we've been doing, like with unit studies. Um, that's, that's what I've been using so that we kind of do everything together, but at the, then they take it at their own levels. Yeah, that's perfect. So, but then, like you said, then I'm sometimes like, oh, but they, we didn't learn that, you know, they don't know that grammar rule or, you know, oh, they are, they're, you know, insufficient in like some spelling or different things like that, where I feel like it doesn't, you know, some things are being left out, but I mean, I know at the end of the day, they're going to have everything that they need, but I know sometimes it just feels like, yeah, there's not enough getting done or enough. Yeah. But like you said, I'm comparing to things I shouldn't be. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it, it is really hard. And I, and I was the same exact way. And now that I have one that's out and another one that I'm graduating, I'm like, oh, okay. It worked. Okay. Again, might not be able to explain the, my 17 year old son has no interest in photosynthesis, you know, like what, but so, but he knows all this business stuff that other kids don't know. And that's right. You know, when they kind of start, yes, they start to get older, they really find their interest and they can dive in deep. So um, on the info sheet that you sent out that I sent out that you had filled out. um, So you said you're just kind of looking for some peace in your homeschool, no matter what gets accomplished. And so it kind of relates to, you know, your question that you had just, you know, posed and stuff that, and I would, I would say for that, that peace starts with mom, that if you can ah, take a deep breath yeah. and just say, it's, it is going to be okay. Cause we, what we need to do is we have to think back to our own education. Do you remember everything from school that you learned? No. And I was yeah. homeschooled. So, okay. Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah. I was homeschooled from, okay. um, let's see, third grade on through graduation. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So, but I still don't remember. Everything. Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> and I went to public school and I don't remember everything, you know? Yeah. But as we, as we do things, we become by doing them and as we get older. And I think it's also that mindset that we don't stop learning as moms. Yes. And so maybe something that you did learn in school didn't really apply. So I don't know, like growing flowers or something, maybe you learned about that kind of in school, but until you had like planted a flower garden and actually started seeing it, oh, it really does need water. I can't just put the seed in and ignore it. And right. oh, those, those plants that say they need to be in shade really do need to be in shade or they're going to die. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I think you know, we have to remember that as well. So just remember that, you know, yeah, peace comes from you and you need to decide like we are doing enough and you've seen a progress with your kids. I mean, you're yeah. Your 13 year old or seventh grader isn't still doing first grade work. So he's, right. <laughs> he's progressed. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think it's really is giving ourselves a bit of grace yeah. and, and knowing that we did, did do enough. Like, do you think back your parents had homeschooled you? Do you think like, oh, they didn't, you know, they missed this and they missed that. Do you hold that against them or anything? 
No, yeah. no, there's things that my mom, um, is, she's very organized and was very made sure we did, you know, everything we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's things like, Oh, I hated doing that in school. <laughs> and so I'm not going to have my kids do it. You know, like that's been the only thing like diagramming yeah. sentences. I remember my mom was a stickler for diagramming sentences and I absolutely despised it. So that's something in our homeschool. I have not pushed at all. <laughs> That's fine. And that's, I heard of that too. Like, you know, I didn't like that my mom made me do this. So I did, you know, I didn't do that. And we did the opposite and you turned out fine. Your kids are going to turn out fine. Too. Right. You know, whether yeah. you can diagram a sentence or, or not like they're right. all going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of giving ourselves grace and just knowing that the peace in the relaxation of homeschool comes, comes from us and the kids kind of pick up, they pick up on yeah. that. So let's yeah. go into um, the high school thing. So we have a uh, seventh grader just finishing up. So going into eighth or going into ninth, like how far out are you from he'll, high school? So he'll be going, he would be considered going into eighth. And my 12 year old daughter would be as well because they actually um, started, they're only a year apart. So they started school at the same time because she was interested when he began kindergarten. So I just, she just went in right alongside him. So, okay. So you'll have two high schoolers then. Yeah. Two eighth okay. graders. So two eighth graders, the- but eventually when you go into high school, then they'll both be, both be in yep. high school. Okay. Yeah. So you had mentioned a little bit about some complaints from him specifically about schoolwork. Is that still, still a concern or yes. still a struggle? Anything, yes. Anything that is not interesting <laughs> to him is, can be a struggle. Um, and it's not that he can't do it. It's just that, I mean, if it's interesting to him, it's no problem. If he's asked to write about something that is interesting to him, simple anything that's not interesting, particularly math is, <laughs> is not, um, it becomes a, I guess, a, just an issue point of, you know, do I have to do this? Yes. You have to do this. You know, why do I have to do this? Well, you need, you, you need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whether you enjoy it or like it or not, you have to do math. Right. And I'm, and uh-huh. I'm laughing and I'm, as I'm laughing, I'm laughing with you because I have, <laughs> Yeah, you have one 17 year old boys. So I I know my daughter was a breeze. She was like, okay, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And the boys are like, why don't I do this? You know? And I would say in those types of situations with those types of personalities, and maybe not all boys are like that, but we seem to have, you know, boys that are similar here. I I like to think of it as them as adults and they're not just going to go along with everything. You know, I I take it as a character, as a character thing. And so take it as a good thing that he's kind of asking questions and wants to know why, because as he gets out, launches out into the world, he's not just going to, you know, a boss is going to ask him to do something and it doesn't, you know, he's working in say finance and a boss asks him to do something. And he's like, ah, this doesn't sounds a little shady or something. Right. He would maybe be like, well, why, why would I need to do that? And maybe it'd be a good reason. And then it would be legit and it'd be okay. But if not, then he'd be able to get himself. So I take it as a as a, as a, good as a thing. positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it's mean, just, I, yeah, go ahead. In the moments, in the moments of it, sometimes it doesn't feel so positive, but I yeah, do agree yeah. that, you know, it is a, a good, like, you know, even like a, a strong-willed personality is not always, you know, not necessarily a bad thing under, right. you know, under control, I guess. <laughs> right. Right. Position towards the right, <laughs> the right, yeah. uh, causes and the right, uh, right things. Yeah. 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 So, I have just kind of found is just some teens are just going to complain. Just, it's just going to be a little bit of their personality. Like we we're just saying, they're going to push back on things. And mm-hmm. we, as moms need to not let it, not take it personally. We need to say, yes. okay, um, I'm uh, this, 
this, I'm not going to let it get to me. <laughs> this is just, it's just it's something here for math. And they're going to complain sometimes about things and not like things. So you said he's complaining when he doesn't like to do, like to do the work. Yeah. Anything that's not like interesting to him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about things like if they're challenging, does he kind of push off on work that maybe is challenging to him or? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He, um, yeah, with a, he tends toward to have like a perfectionist personality. Mm-hmm. So if something doesn't come easily, then he does get frustrated and rather than like process it a little bit and us work through it, he automatically gets frustrated that he didn't like, you know, know it right off the bat or grasp it first, mm-hmm. firsthand. Yeah. And that, that makes, that makes sense. If there's a, sounds like a bit of fear of failure right there. Yeah. And so maybe this, I'm just going to say this and you can do what you want with it. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) you need to set him up on some things where he's going to fail. And so he realizes that it's okay by failing, by not getting things right. I've actually learned how to do something, um, no matter what it is, maybe something that he's interested or just slightly interested in. And so it sounds like a little, I'm just, I'm also taking this from my own voice, Mm -hmm. a bit of character that just kind of needs to be worked on a little bit and a yeah. great person. I don't, you know, I don't know the dynamics that you guys all have going on, but a great person to work on character development when it comes to young men is their father. Right. So if dad is available to kind of come in and there were times when my husband was working at home and he would hear, <laughs> he would hear like a cuff level or whatever he would right. hear and he mm-hmm. would come down and just look at them and they just straighten up in no time. And they're like, okay. And they were perfectly fine. It's just, it's a mom and teenage yeah. son thing. There's a, them wanting to kind of push away and become independent, but they still need mom yeah. and they still want mom. Right. They still want that soft place to land. And so, and it's, and it's different when we homeschool because we're with them 24, 24 seven. And, yes. but sometimes we just need to push through. And that's sometimes I would just say to them, we just have, we have to do this and mm-hmm. we have to do this in order to meet the state regulations and, you know, which you're going to have as well. So we, we have to do this to meet these regulations. And when it comes to math, if maybe he's not going to become a mathematician or a scientist or go into a math field, maybe just slow down the math a little bit. Maybe don't yeah. feel like you have to, I mean, he doesn't have to do trigonometry and calculus if that's some kids do and some kids don't. And you can graduate from high school either way, whether you do it or not. So maybe slow down on it a bit if it's something that he's struggling with, because we don't want to always set, I don't want to set him up for failure all the time, but just once in a while, something that's, you know, going to help develop their character, refine them a little bit. Yeah. And I would say, so you're had mentioned about how to kind of move from this into meeting your regulations for high school graduation. And so you said you've been doing unit studies, a little bit more of a relaxed unschooling kind of approach. And I wouldn't be afraid of going into high school with that either. Okay. Figure out what his, I know it's, it sounds like, how do you, it's, it takes a little bit more work if you're going to do um, say science. So I kind of took a little bit of a, I guess, trying it out a bit this year with my eighth grader. And we started doing just a less, we did a lot of science the past two years. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I feel like I need to do some books with him a little bit here just to expose him to some science. And then I stopped doing it because he's out, like he's doing electrical stuff. He's building car, like remote control cars. He's, he has a 3d printer. He has these things he's doing like that's science. That is what he's like telling me how all of these different things, how circuits work. And I'm, I don't, my eyes are like glazing over and I don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) And I'm like, that's, now it's still eighth grade, but you know, so this next year in eighth grade can kind of give you a little bit of practice of letting, maybe letting go of some of those, of those areas. And then also think about 
what do you think he's going to do after high school, which is really hard to, to figure out when they're 13, 14, 15, because yeah. you don't, you don't, they can completely change. Right. I would suggest having the mindset of also preparing him for college. Mm-hmm. So that he has those credits. He has those classes and those courses that he can go and do that. But if he decides that he wanted to go to trade school or start a business or, or get a job, take a gap year and then wait and see, he, you know, that he has that to fall back on so that mm-hmm. you can go ahead and, and jump into college if that's something that he wanted to do later on down the road. Uh, so that's been kind of my, my approach to it is set them up for that. And then they can decide, and at least they have that, even if it's a couple of years later, they at least have that transcript that shows that they did, did the various subjects that they did a certain level of math. They did a certain amount of years of math and, and credits. And it's also possible through later high school, uh, whether like 11th and 12th grade, they can do dual enrollment where they can enroll mm-hmm. in college courses online and get college course credits. And it yeah. counts also as high school credits. And that might be a little more motivating for him because typically those are shorter. And so when you have like only eight weeks to do a English course yeah. or something. If they don't really like English, I'm like, you can, you can get through this eight right. weeks. You could do this and been able to push through. So I hope, does that kind of help you a little bit there? Does that. Yeah. makes me feel better that I can hope. Yeah. Hopefully just continue on, on the same path that we've been doing. Cause I really don't want to get away from the interest led learning and, you know, in the unit studies and things. And um, yeah, I mean, I feel like as much world war history as my son knows, yeah he should have like high school credits already, like for history. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So I guess I will just have to learn how to apply everything properly so that they can have the, the credits that they need. Yeah. So when it comes to like, even say the science, you can decide, you don't have to do the exact science that the schools are doing. You could say, (laughs) so maybe he really likes biology. Maybe he does not want to do any chemistry. You could do a biology one and your state says you have to have two sciences or something. You could do biology one, biology two, or do biology one and a marine biology. Those would still count. You don't have to do the chemistry just because maybe most kids do it in the public school system doesn't mean that you have to do that. And same with the history, you can dive in. Now it also depends on your state. They might say that you have to do world history. They say you might have to do um, U.S. history as, you know, two years of, of history. And, and again, you can kind of, you know, if you, they say you have to do world history, you can pause for a few months on World War II, or maybe he already has all that and you can right. skip it. <laughs> you can just skip it and go to the S. <laughs> he can teach the other kids. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and that might be an option too for him if he's, you know, feeling like, uh, not motivated by some certain subjects. Maybe if you find something that is online, just one course where he's interacting, mm-hmm. especially if you have a, don't have a lot of support where you are, you know, in-person support yep. for homeschoolers. If you find something that you can do online through zoom or something, and he can kind of be a part of that, he might feel like he's, you know, more of a part of it. And even though it might be a subject that he doesn't really like, he might push through yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Have company. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this has been good. I enjoy talking about high school and I'm excited for you to continue homeschooling, um, all of your kiddos and excited for you guys to jump into the high school stuff here in two years. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Beth Ann is an amazing homeschool mom, just like you are. We all have our questions and our concerns and our worries about homeschooling. And I hope that this has helped you to realize that having those concerns is okay. It's normal. It's what we do. It's a way actually of even showing how much we love and care about our children and how much we really put an emphasis upon their education and how important it is to us to accomplish 
all that we have, you know, when it comes to our vision and our goals for our homeschool and for our children's and just their overall education. So thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are a mama who has been homeschooling and are interested in participating in such a coaching session with me, go ahead and send me an email at info, I-N-F-O, at littlebylittlehomeschool.com and I can get you the information, get you on the schedule. Now, if you are a mama who's just getting into homeschooling, or if you are a mom who has been homeschooling, maybe if you've been doing it for a while, but you just feel like you're a hot mess, I'm not going to be like a 30 minute session isn't going to be enough. And especially if you have not homeschooled yet, I want you to go head on over to clarify your homeschool, because that is going to be the foundation that you're going to need to be able to get to a place that Beth Ann was where she's just like, okay, I just need some encouragement here for a little bit, need some direction, some ideas, bounce some ideas off of. But in Clarify Your Homeschool, you and I are able to take the time and to really focus in on what is best for your homeschool. We're going to start off with things like, what do you hope to accomplish through these years of homeschooling? What do you want your homeschool lifestyle to look like? We're going to dismantle some of what your preconceived ideas, which is a little bit of what I touched on with Beth Ann here, when it comes to schooling and education. Once we have that kind of broken down, it's, and it sounds scary, it's not. It's actually a really fun part. And every single mom who has gone through those lessons say that it is one of the biggest takeaways. And it gives them an idea of where they can go from here when it comes to homeschooling. We're going to talk about homeschool different styles. We're going to talk about learning styles, teaching styles, curriculum. Ah, We will dive into the different levels of homeschooling when you have maybe preschoolers and you have elementary and middle school and high school and beyond. We're going to really dive into things like, do you grade your students' work? Do you do regular testing, whether it's subject testing or it is um, yearly testing? How do you keep track of the days? How do you even know when to homeschool? What, what's morning time? What's a block schedule? Just every single thing. You and I are going to work together and you're going to figure out those things for your specific family. There is no reason to be wondering if you are doing enough or are you doing too much? We can go either way with those types of things. In some years, we can do both at the same exact, in the same exact year. So go ahead over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com and I'm going to see you over there. See you in the private Facebook group, as well as right here on the podcast in the next episode. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.